0: Hi everybody, this is Rachel Gardner and you are listening to Spiritual Musings of a Popcorn Brain. In light of recent news, Israel is weighing very heavy on my heart and so I wanted to start a new season four where I talk about the importance of Israel So today I wanted to start with the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. And I want to start in Genesis 12:133. And I am reading an NLT version Bible. This is uh when God had called Abraham out of Ur, which if you look on an ancient map and overlay it with a current map, Ur is in modern Iraq and um, would be located about a 100 miles or so northwest of Basra is where ancient Ur was located. So... It says in chapter 12, starting in verse one, it says the Lord had said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So that was the very beginning of this promise of Israel going to and being in the land of uh, what we know as Israel. So then if you jump forward a few chapters to Genesis 17, starting in verse 1, uh, in that first section, Abraham was 75. Now he is ninety-nine. When Abraham was ninety-nine years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell down on the ground, Ah, uh, fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God. And the God of your descendants after you. And I will give the entire land of Canaan, where you now live as a foreigner, to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever, and I will be their God. So I don't know about you, but if God says the land belongs to you, then it belongs to you. Uh, it doesn't matter what anybody else says, if they try to say, no, we were here first, it belongs to you. He is the ultimate real estate agent. What he says goes. So next we are going to go to Genesis 28 starting in verse 12. Um and this is um a ways down the road um this is Abraham's grandson Jacob right after he stole the birthright from his twin brother Esau and Esau is trying to kill him and his mom said you better run and get out of here so he he's uh hightailing it out of there and he finds a place to camp for the night so uh starting in verse 12 of chapter 28 in Genesis as he slept He dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven, and he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth, They will spread out in all directions to the west and the east and to the north and the south, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you, and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Now, when you look throughout history, you can see that's true. God brought them to the land. Things happened. They had to leave. He brought them back to the land. Um, They broke some promises. He kicked them out of the land. He has brought them back to the land. So this is their land. Whether they're at home or away from home, it's still their land. God gave it to them. So next... We're going to go to Deuteronomy 30 and starting in verse 5. So um, Moses has just given the people the law. They had already been saved out of Egypt and there's been a whole lot that's happened up to this point. And uh, Moses just gave them the law. And then he says, The Lord your God will return you to the land that belonged to your ancestors, and you will possess that land again. Then he will make you even more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. The Lord your God will change your heart and the hearts of all your descendants so that you will love him with all your heart and soul, and so you may live The Lord your God will inflict all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate and persecute you. Then you will again obey the Lord and keep all his commands that I am giving you today. So, I don't know if you're seeing the trend here. If you hate or persecute Israel, or both, it's not going to go well for you. And that's not a threat because I have no authority to do anything to you. That's a warning because God's the one who is going to do something to you. So uh, I want to end for now in numbers. And this is after... Uh, Moses has passed and Joshua has been leading the Israelites back into their land. They've been reclaiming their territory. And when they're sitting outside of Moab, the king there freaks out because he's already heard of their triumph of destroying these nations that have taken over this land. And so he hires a prophet of God, kind of a... Seems to be a wishy-washy, Weasley kind of a character. And God has to help this prophet to understand that he needs to be honest and true to God. And that's interesting story in and of itself. But we're going to pick up in Numbers chapter 24. And we're going to look at verse 9. So this king had hired Balaam to curse Israel. And Balaam took his money, but then he didn't curse Israel. And in fact, he's already blessed him two times. And this king trusts him a third time to curse Israel. And this is what he says at the end of the book blessing that he's giving Israel he says blessed is everyone who blesses you O Israel and cursed is everyone who curses you and then of course the king gets furious but and he says I called you to curse my enemies instead you have blessed them three times and then Balaam this prophet of God says don't you remember what I told your messengers I said even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord. So he wasn't just holding out for more money, which I'm sure he was happy to get more money, but he was saying, I can't go against God. Nobody can go against God. It's foolish. And because I hope that anyone who would listen to my podcast does not wish to be foolish. I want to end with these few verses in Proverbs 8. And this is Wisdom who here takes on the personification of a woman. And she says, I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome. There is nothing devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold, for wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine because of me kings reign and rulers make just decrees rulers lead with my help and nobles make righteous judgments i love all who love me those who search will surely find me i have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice my gifts are better than gold even the purest gold my wages better than sterling silver And she goes on and it's just, I hope that you all want wisdom. That was starting in verse four of chapter eight in Proverbs. And let me just say a quick prayer for all of you. Dear Jesus, I thank you for everybody who is listening to this, who will listen to this. I pray that you would help us to seek wisdom and discernment, that you would help us to see through lies and deception. Give us hearts that seek after you. And it's in Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. I'm very grateful to those of you who listen to my podcast and I hope that you find it encouraging and that you will share it with someone who you believe will benefit from it and that they will also be encouraged. So if you aren't subscribed, please subscribe. If you are, thank you so much and please share this with someone who you think will benefit.